30 minutes, you know what I'm saying? Let's get started, man. I got man. you. Yo, can you call me right back so I can, uh, hold on, hold on. Oh, shit. Uh. All right, bet. Yeah, yeah, I'm good now. All right. Uh, we in here. I want to start off by uh, saying congratulations to the Atlanta Hawks for uh, having New York Knicks let Nas down. I say that as uh, I was watching yeah. Belly last night. I watched Belly last night. That movie still holds up to this day. Uh, Fly yeah, Hobo, dude. do you have a favorite scene out of Belly? What's your favorite scene out of Belly? Uh, uh, what's, what's the dark skin girl's name? Keisha? Keisha. Yeah, just that scene when she was like laying in the bed or whatever and like the little camera. I think she had like a lingerie on. Like, that's my favorite part. Just that part. Just just that. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, did you, how did you feel about Keisha's character of how she loved Tommy and, but she was just so naive that Tommy was playing her like a fool? Well, no, no, no. Tommy, she wasn't acting like a fool. She knew Tommy wasn't shit. She knew Tommy was out here cheating on her with, uh, the girl that he was getting head from that he said, uh, you know, girl. yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. About that too. Yeah. Goddamn DMX. Well, goddamn hype Williams. You the one who directed yeah, this shit. <laughs> yeah, goddamn yeah, Hype Williams. Cool yeah, but the fact that Tommy was, you know, doing that to her and Keisha was acting like, acting naive. Like, how did you think of her character in general? You there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My bad, my bad. Uh, nah, man. I feel like I j- I guess I just don't really know that hood life because I feel like that's kind of what it was. It was just like, yo, this is a nigga I've been with for a minute. You know what I'm saying? He getting money. I guess I got to put up with like some of this shit. That's just kind of what I thought about it. All right, I get you. Uh, one thing I reckon I realized um uh, during that uh during that movie Belly. Oh, our, our boy Nas, man, he can't act. <laughs> He's a terrible actor. No, no. <laughs> Yo, T, <laughs> T, man, I got shot, man. This nigga coming out the barber shop. Like he didn't sound like he was like upset. Like oh, I got shot, man. The nigga shot was like, Yo, I got shot. Coming out the yeah. barber shop. <laughs> <laughs> Part of me feels like that's just how Nas is. But like I never really heard Nas being all like wild and demonstrative and shit. But even still, it's, bro, they were shooting at you. Why are you not more upset about this? <laughs> Man, you know what? And then, and then I think I did. You like how his uh, character storyline ended? Like the, no, uh, his, basically, he comes home fuck? shot for the barber shop and tell T Boz, you know what? Let's go to Africa. <laughs> Nah, yo, that's the shit that really had me thinking. Like, I don't know if Nas knows that Africa is a continent, not a country. Because he always <laughs> be talking about going back to Africa, but he'll never say what country. Yeah, yeah what Africa. part of Africa are you going, Nas? Yeah, like, there are a lot of countries. That's just like a nigga saying, I don't know, a nigga in Africa being like, man, I just need to go to America. Like, what the fuck part, bro? <laughs> Or, you know what I'm saying? Like, not even North America, just America. 
It's like, bro, you can go to Canada, you can go here, you can go to South America, Central America, like where in particular? That's a big ass continent, nah. He had to get his head. Hey man, that 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 was the the back that broke the camel. Or the straw that broke the camel's back. You know, him getting shot coming out the goddamn barbershop. Yeah. But that's also in line with his muse. Remember uh, on our road the world, the nigga said I'd open every cell in Attica and send them to Africa. Like, them niggas don't want to go there. <laughs> like, what is this infatuation with Africa? You, you, you have yet to give us a country, nah. Like, what part of Africa? Like, you want to send niggas to South Africa in the 90s? Like, they had this shit called apartheid, nah. It's like, that might not work for them. <laughs> I just found that I just found his character uh the calmest one out of all of them. I think my favorite line um couple, couple of my favorite moments in Belly uh two of them they both had to do with DMX. It was when they was riding in the car. Uh what scene was that? I think it was when Nas when Nas first told DMX uh well I'm gonna keep going back and forth DMX Tommy Buns whatever y'all want to say. When he was yeah, like yeah. yeah um I'm thinking about giving all this up, moving, uh, moving, to, going to Africa, man. You know what I'm saying? I've been reading a lot of books, and he asked DMX like, "Man, you ain't never wrote, uh, read a book or anything?" And DMX was like, "Fuck no, nah, nigga." <laughs> this the way DMX <laughs> scoffed at that nigga for saying like, "Have I ever read a book? A book? How dare you?" <laughs> and then my second part uh, is when uh. The two young niggas, they in the uh they in Atlanta and they at the dinner table. And the two niggas are going back and forth. They drunk, they arguing. Oh. And, and, yeah. and the dude, the dude on the right, um, the dude in the brown shirt that killed the the other young nigga, he was like, just just keeping in mind, you was acting like a bitch. And DMX was like, uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, yo, wasn't that was the same thing when DMS was basically like he just watched them niggas kill him and was yeah. just sitting there drinking, right? Yeah, just Not sat there, shit, right? just sat okay. there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not Dog Belly was an experience. I'll put it like that. <laughs> my favorite scene of Jump, like I'm gonna keep it real with you. I ain't seen that movie in probably a couple years, but. My favorite scene is when that motherfucker, I think they're in like Omaha or some shit. Nebraska. That motherfucker's eating that banana. Nebraska, yeah. yeah that Omaha, motherfucker's Nebraska. eating a banana. Yeah, he's just like, I don't like this shit. It's like, God damn you, a hater. You don't even really know what these niggas are doing. He dropped a dime on him. Yeah. Steven Grissom is ready. Let me see if I can try to connect him on the call. But yeah, he dropped a dime on him, man. Um, And then... And I and my second favorite part is when Method Man is shoot, shooting up the strip club. That's that's my my favorite part too. Nigga got shot with a shotgun and was able to get away. He didn't die. <laughs> it took it took a Keisha to kill mm. Method Man. <laughs> mm. But I, I know was, he got killed. But I could not remember how he got killed. Keisha okay, so Keisha he killed him. Killed back. Yeah. We try and get a uh, Steve Grissom on here on the phone. Let's see here. See if he'll pick up. If he's gonna mess up this call. All right, Steve, pick up, pick up. Of course, of course, this man he won't pick up the phone. But yeah, 
that's what that's what killed Method Man, and he fucked up because I guess uh, knowledge knowledge ordered the hit to go kill Tommy because Tommy you know ain't never sent on no bail money after they got their shit raided. So oh, okay. he ordered the hit to be like, oh, so you ain't gonna send me? You know, when he was in jail, he was like, yo, you ain't gonna send me no uh, bail money. Blah 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 blah, and then DMX was you know basically saying like, nah, suck my dick, you know, I ain't sending you shit. Cause he was trying to go to, uh, of course, that's what he yeah, he was going to Jamaica to go talk to, um, oh yeah, yeah. Wasn't that like, actual, like, wasn't that like Bound and Killer or somebody like that? It was an actual rapper or reggae artist. Yeah, that was, um, he just, uh, Louis Rankin. Okay. Yeah. Louis Rankin. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's what that's who killed Method Man, uh, Keisha. She shot him in the face. But it's like, she shot him in the face with his own gun. Okay. Uh, shit. Yeah, I yeah think, I'm not remembering all of these parts, but I now I need to go back and watch. Okay, this was at the end when uh, he they was... They broke into our house, right? Yes. Uh, Method Man somehow snuck into the house. I don't know if he can say oh, broke okay. in, but he snuck in there somehow. Um, okay, yeah, I vaguely remember that part. Yes, vaguely. Yeah, well, they actually broke in a couple times. So the first part where they went up to uh, Nas's joint when T. Boz walked in, and she had that little pistol. <laughs> She's like, "How the fuck y'all yeah, niggas yeah, get yeah, miles?" Yeah, yeah. And she pulled out that little pistol. But them other niggas stood up and they had four guns. But she st- she held that gun up though. She held that gun up. And then after that, here comes Nas. <laughs> here comes Nas strolling in. Yo, what happened? Did they touch you? <laughs> oh, all right. Well, we like no emotion, no emotion. These four niggas in your house put put a gun on your woman, <laughs> <laughs> and that's how you react. I mean, hey, dude, this nigga went to the barber shop, AJ. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Damn, like Nas was really downplaying the whole fact that they tried to kill this nigga's family. <laughs> Got that cut though. Got that haircut though. <laughs> yeah, guys, they were the fresh cut with the half moon and shit. Oh, T boss. She was like, I had to pick this nigga. <laughs> I mean, yeah, she could have picked me, but she didn't. You know, that's cool. I ain't mad at her no more. Oh, now this is Stephen Grissom. Let's try to get him on here. All yeah. right, Steve, you on here? No. Yeah. So no, we were just uh, explaining uh, Belly. Uh, we were just going over our favorite scenes in the movie Belly. Um, hey, sweet, hold on for a second. Yes. Let me call you back. Uh huh. Okay. Hmm. 20 more minutes left alright <laughs> 20 more minutes left <laughs> so but anyway uh, watching this oh, this is this is Mr. Grissom again hold on alright I don't know what he's doing so AJ try to uh, I, I want to get to Ben Simmons and I want to talk about uh, your chances of the Hawks going up against Philly uh, how you feeling I'm, we can might as well just break down. I'll let you do this whole Ben Simmons, Atlanta Hawks thing all in one. I don't know if you want to get your thoughts off, your frustration about Ben Simmons off right now, or you just want to talk about how proud you are of the Atlanta Hawks this year, uh, this season. Hey, let's, 
Let's start with the Hawks, man. All right, let's start with Get the Hawks, man. Flowers right now. Yeah. First of well, let me start. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, let me let me start with the fucking Knicks. Y'all <laughs> talking all this shit. Y'all happy because y'all fucking got to the playoffs for the first time in I think eight years. Y'all niggas won one game talking all this goddamn shit, spitting on Trey Young, doing all this bullshit to losing five fucking games. Get the fuck out of here. I hope y'all enjoy the project. Bunch of bums. Go get a fucking bacon, egg, and cheese from the bodega and shut the fuck up. That's all I got to say about the Knicks. Or Knicks. The fucking Knicks. The fuck out of here. Fuck the Knicks. Fuck New York. I said it. Um, <laughs> but nah, the Hawks, though, I'm telling you. I feel like I feel like they overachieved this year. You know what I'm saying? Like they should have been a four seed, but you know they, I think, wound up losing a couple games at the end of the year. Oh, they got a squad and they are fucking young and they're about to be so much They're about to be a three or two seed next year. I promise you, these niggas are going to be something serious to watch. But also with these niggas going up against Philly, you know what I'm saying? And B got hurt. The fuck, like these niggas had a chance even with them being. So this nigga ain't healthy. Oh, these niggas might can pull that upset, bro. I feel it. I feel like I, I'm not. I'm not all the way there on like being full. But I'm definitely like, yo, we, yo, these niggas can do it. These niggas might can do it, bro. All they gotta do is take one in Philly, win all the games in Atlanta. Okay. Okay. So, so we 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 basically we said uh we transitioned Steve from belly to fuck the Knicks. Uh, these niggas, the Knickerbockers, thought they were back. Steve, Steve, you even thought that motherfuckers were gonna bring out their Chris Childs jersey, their Patrick Union jerseys, the the uh uh Allen Houston's, Stephon Marbury's. They thought they thought uh Pat they thought Pat Riley was was coming out of Tom Thibodeau. Uh, that wasn't the case. It's all about the Hawks. New coach too, AJ. New coach, black coach, black coach doing it too, baby. Might bring you, might bring your dad back around the corner, AJ. Might bring your hey, dad back around listen. the corner. Man, I, I don't know if that nigga's coming back. <laughs> Said that man ain't Dominic been a fan since. The, yeah, Dominique Wilkins. God damn. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, fuck it, like. Bring your dad out from the corner. What happened? Explain this to me. Oh, nah, man. Uh, Sleep was talking maybe a couple of days ago, um, like about like because like my father's like Georgia for real, like all Georgia sports in. But he, we was talking about the Hawks, and I was just like, yo, he ain't never mentioned nothing about the Hawks since like Dominique Wilkins. Like I think he's one of them dudes that just like they traded Dominique. I'm done with these motherfuckers. So. I don't know if he's ever gonna get back on that bandwagon. Uh, I got you. Um, yeah. I, I want to ask: do, do the Hawks? Do the Hawks really got real, like, hard no fans? Like, for example, we were just speaking about the Knicks. Oh, we know the Knicks, we we know the Knicks fans at least through TV. You know what I'm saying? 
Yeah, they out here. They out here regardless. Yeah, they out here regardless. But I've never known like talk saying. You know what I'm saying? Ever. Man, to keep it real, and I mean, believe you live down there, but oh, I ain't never met nobody that was crazy about the Hawks. That was just all out about the Hawks. And I mean, like, why the fuck would they ever be? You know what I'm saying? I I was too young to remember the Dominique Wilkins era for real, for real, but. I mean, after that, who the fuck they had? You know what I'm saying? Like, there was the Joe Johnson era. Um, the 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 60-win team that got their ass beat by LeBron. You know what I'm saying? With Jeff Teague and, and Horford and all them. But I really don't feel – I feel like Atlanta, the Hawks are good the social media type aspect and promoting the team because, you know, they always have the rappers at courtside and all of that stuff supporting the Hawks. But – yeah. I just ain't never met no regular nigga that was just fucking with the Hawks. You also forgetting I one mean, era too, AJ. The Jason Terry era. <laughs> the Mookie oh, Blaylock era? Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. that. Uh, damn. Excuse me. Yeah, the Mookie Blaylock, Steve Smith, the Kimbe Mutombo era. Anderson, like, yeah. But I mean, even if it was what, at best, second round? And then they got terrible, terrible. That's when they had y'all remember like you know you know Paris Dr right world champion yeah. Spur and all of that. <laughs> he was a hawk at one point. He was a hawk on like those sitting win teams. It was him and fucking Dion Glover in that year that Rashad uh, Rasheed Wallace played one game. <laughs> those what niggas were horrible. On that team? Man, he might have been. He was. It was, it was a. It was a bunch of niggas that just were not good. Uh, it was t- a bunch of niggas that. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to answer your answer Steve's question. Uh, from my perspective, uh, no, um, there are no hard nosed Hawks fans. The hard nosed fans down here are Falcon fans. So, right. uh, so if to answer your question, there's hard nosed Falcon fans, Hawks fans. Uh, I mean, no, not really. Like, if a Hawks game is on, if a Hawks game is coming on Sunday at 1 o'clock, uh, people are probably, or they're, play, they're playing at home Sunday 1 o'clock, uh, people probably won't go to the game. Like, people will go to the game, but it ain't going to be a fucking festivities. But if the Falcons have a home game at 1 o'clock, oh, the city's lit. Niggas are down there. Right. So right. to answer your question, no, then they ain't no heart. Falcons, the no, Falcons, the no, Falcons, shit, ain't riding down by that goddamn it, team. And just a quick it's question, a stupid ass thing to do. And I know you guys, I think both of you guys said it's basically like Atlanta's not really a sports city. I'm, now the yeah. entertainment, it it is blown into an entertainment city. In the last, you know, twenty plus years, you know. Now, but you said, now, why do you think Atlanta's not a sports city, right? And, I, and this is my major question: Why do you think mm-hmm. places like Atlanta, um, let's say New Orleans, you no know, places like that, they're not sports. They're not like they're like places people want to live. Like athletes end up moving to, right? Especially Atlanta, but they're not. They don't. They're not sports cities. Why do you think? Well, they're not all the way around sports cities. I, I would, I would say, yeah, yeah. is definitely a Saints city. That's no doubt yeah, which, about that. 
Go see the goddamn Hawks lose when I can just see some big booty hoes shaking at the fucking blue flame while eating some fucking chicken wings. More or less. More or less. Like, yo, you leave church, you walk across the street, go to strip club. (laughs) Like, that's what it is in Atlanta. Like, the culture in Atlanta isn't based on sports. I mean, it's, you know what I mean? Music. It's based around music. A lot of music. Yeah, yeah. Now, and, you know, entertainment and, all these different places and just all these people moving there, providing all these types of entertainment. And it's, you know, that's the thing. It's, it, it's not, it's not a city that is reliant on their sports teams. You know, they don't care about them in a way that like, say like a Boston cares about their teams. I mean, that's just how it is, honestly. Or like DC, would you, would you consider DC in that, in that way? Um, hmm. uh, that's a good question. I, 
10 years ago, I would say yes, because they were crazy about the Washington team, the, you know, the football team. Um, they the still are. Nationals, nah, they don't sell out anymore. Like, I'm talking about, dog, they used to have 20 year waits for season tickets. Now you can just slide up to a game like it ain't nothing. They no. don't give a shit. Right. It, it, it has a lot of their weight. Yeah, yeah. Time. Even through like, yeah. season, like a lot of leagues. Yeah. But it was like you knew ownership was committed to winning. Um, and I think it was it was a combination of Snyder buying the team and him not knowing what the fuck he's doing. And then another big thing is them moving to Landover. Um, because honestly, pl- them playing at RFK was a whole different fucking thing. Like you came to D- you came to the heart of fucking DC. You know what I'm saying? In the nineties, back before they started gentrifying. You came to fucking Southeast to watch a football game. You know what I'm saying? So that was a different experience. Now I would say that, yeah, <laughs> nah, they they care about they care about the Nationals when they're winning, and I think DC is more of a hockey town now. Like with the mix of gentrification and the fact that the the Capitals are, you know, a perennial winner. You know, they they've only won the one cup, but I think they're more of that type of town now. Anything else, Steve, like, before we move on to yeah. Ben Simmons? Anything else? Yeah, I'll just give you just stuff I noticed about certain sports cities. It seems like there's like a lot of the big Northeast cities, they're they're like sports cities, right? You know, Boston. Like your Phillies, Boston. New York. Um, I wouldn't say LA is a sports city. Yeah. They're a Lakers town, but you know, they you know yeah. they speak of the Clippers like, you know. I also, I think some of that has to do with, like, the teams in the North. Remember, the Northeast was where all the teams were. Like, remember, the Warriors were in Philadelphia. The Athletics were in Philadelphia. The Dodgers were in Brooklyn. So, like, they had all these teams from, like, early, early, early. So, it's something you can hand down. You know what I'm saying? Like, the Hawks didn't get to Atlanta until 66, 67. The Braves, the Braves were in Boston. Yeah, then Milwaukee, then they moved, yeah. And, you know, the Hawks ain't getting there to 60, so it's it's not quite as generational as, like, the teams in the Northeast because those teams have been there for damn near hundreds of years, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that, that, that plays a, a big part. For, like, 20 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, with um, also with Atlanta, none of the, the Falcons were the only team that was actually started in Atlanta. You know, like the Hawks moved from, I think, St. Louis to some shit. Uh, the Braves, you know, went from Boston and Milwaukee to Atlanta. So, you know, that, that has something to do with it, I think, too. Okay. Cause I'll just give you some of the stuff I've noticed. Because with me being from North Carolina and me now being down here in Houston, what I noticed down here in Houston is, you know, I see, I see Astros and Texans and all that stuff. I see that gear everywhere. The thing I, but the thing I noticed is how we're located. We're really the only thing down here. So Houston's kind of off by itself. And then it's San Antonio. And then it's Dallas. You know what I'm saying? Again, Houston and Dallas, they're like three and a half to four and a half hours away, depending on where you're going in Dallas. So it's kind of down here by itself. And we're still five hours from New Orleans. 
So, you know, and a lot of these people are more or less been here a long time. So, like, it, it, you know, it's Houston everything, right? Yeah, so, that's another thing. You, uh, you have many, like, much more transplants and transients in Atlanta than I would imagine Houston. Yeah, they say they got a lot of transplants here, but in my neighborhood that I live in, and I don't live too far outside of the like core Houston. Yo, I have not noticed too many people that are like really transplants. You know what I mean? Like I haven't noticed that yet. Now I don't live in the core of Houston. I think you get closer to the core of Houston, like by the Galleria and downtown. And you might get that, but. Like, again, everybody I've noticed that I've seen is from another country or, you know, they're like second generation Hispanic or they're from Louisiana or Texas. That's what I've noticed thus far. But, like, and I'll go back and that goes back to the sports thing, but everything's all Houston here, right? So in North Carolina, when I'm in North Carolina, like the Charlotte Hornets, the Charlotte Hornets had that nostalgia. So people like the Charlotte Hornets, like the Nostalgic when it like first started. But when they had that scandal, like in the early 2000s, left and it became the Bobcats. And the Bobcats never really got good. And they changed it back to the Hornets for marketing, that marketing purpose. But, you know, they, you know, Charlotte had yeah, to but, the draft. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, yeah, but that's that's another thing though, like why they embraced them early on because that was theirs. Like yeah. I think that's similar to um when the Titans finally moved to Nashville, that was the first thing they ever had. You know what I mean? So you're gonna get that fan base that it's like, Okay, this I I've been in this city, we've never had this and now we have it. So yeah, we're gonna ride, you know what I mean? And but the when you're in the city, state too. Right, right, that's it. So, and like the Carolina Panthers, I think people have slowly embraced it just from the the sense of the NFL being there. You know what I'm saying? Like it's there. You know, it it, it wasn't bought from another place. It was like Panthers, right? So I think right. the Carolina Panthers have seen, and they have semblance of winning. You know what I'm saying? Like they've been in the Super Bowl. They've had a superstar with Cam Newton, you know what I'm saying, that went to the Super Bowl. They didn't win it. They went to the Super Bowl. Yeah, they've been twice. Yeah, they've been twice. So now with the Charlotte Hornets, the other thing that bothers the Charlotte Hornets too, college basketball. The ACC is white in North Carolina. And, you know, me being from that particular area, Raleigh, yo, that's the heart of ACC basketball. So, you know, but after that, you know, like with the like with the Carolina Panthers, people would ask me, well, why are you not a fan of the Carolina Panthers? I was like, well, when I was, you know, Carolina Panthers didn't get there until I was 10. And my dad already set up, already set it up the team that I was dealing with. So, you know, before that, again, like you said, like the team of the South thing, like all there was was Redskins and the Cowboys. I was about to say, it's a lot of, yeah. 
a lot of Washington fans there and probably a lot of Cowboys fans because of that. Yeah. So I came from that class. So, you know, I, I came, you know, was an inheritor of that, that class. So if now people younger than me, they might be Carolina Panthers fans. You know what I'm saying? So, but the thing with the Carolinas too is you had to travel to go see any kind of professional sport. So, even if you go see the Charlotte Hornets, that's still two hours from home. So, you, you know, you, you might have to spend the night there. You know what I'm saying? For, for, you know, cause you don't want to go back after a number of games. So it's kind of, you know, it's kind of hard to have like a, um, a base. Like I don't have an NBA team. I just like the NBA. So, but yeah, I, I guess that's my thoughts on it. It's just my experience on it. And I just wonder, like, living in the large cities, I'm just kind of getting to Houston and trying to kind of reestablish myself. So I haven't really got all of it. Um, I did get to, I actually got a chance to go to a Rockets Lakers game right before the pandemic broke. So, but it, it, I mean, they had plenty of Lakers fans in there, but it was still a lot of all Houston. So, but I think that's just from the simple fact that literally Houston is down here by itself. You know what I'm saying? It's not like, you know, like D.C. is like two hours from Philly, right? Yeah, and I remember like they, the Orioles were there before the Nationals, so that was right up the street too. So Yeah, Orioles is up the street. You know, ain't nothing else up the street from Houston. You know what I'm saying? If you get out of the Houston Metro, it's just land. <laughs> you get to the next right. city. So, right. well, it's just swamp. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, and even with North Carolina, I mean, with Washington, you know, D.C. being four hours away and Atlanta being, you know, five or six, you know, and then it's a transient state itself. Everybody's all over the damn place in North Carolina. <laughs> so that's just my experience. So I, I, I just want to put that in there. I, and I was just wondering what really, why certain cities aren't sports cities, but people like to live here. I think that's kind of, the, it seems like it might be the case with Houston too, actually. All right. I mean, it might be. It's a lot to do. Yeah. Yep. All right. AJ. The floor is yeah. yours, man. Before we get out of here, uh, <laughs> Ben Simmons, big six ten, Ben Ben Simmons approaches you and your significant other at the dinner table, and well, you know what? No, no, no. I'm gonna create the scene. You go to the restroom, AJ. Ben Simmons comes around the corner and tries to talk to your girl. Tries to shoot his shot at your girl. You come back from the restroom, you see Ben Simmons try to talk to your girl. What do you do? Well, I mean, you you asking me, like, shoot your shot. I don't care. Like, she's going to say yes or no. But, I mean, I think what you're getting to with Ben Simmons is, like, you want me to call him soft? Is that is that is that what this I mean, is? I mean, basically, I guess, I guess the running joke is, like, this man don't do shit. <laughs> he got uh, all this. Man, my. He just he's like, what what are you doing? Why why can't you take over? He won't shoot the ball. He won't do nothing. What are you doing? Uh, A waste of time. My thing is 
Yeah, I feel like in life, that nigga's Australian. Like, I'm not fucking with no Australians. They got all these animals that can kill you in their backyard. So I'm sure they are very accustomed to near-death experiences all the time. But this motherfucker, uh, hey, yo, what the fuck? Like, you have all the talent in the world, and you just don't want to do things? Like, I don't understand. I don't understand this whole Ben Simmons thing. Because the man is, a, he should be somewhere in between Kevin Durant and Giannis. Like, tall ass niggas that can dribble, handle the ball, that can play on the wing, and fucking get around guards because they're that quick. And yet you don't do it. It's not because you can't do it. I've seen you do it. You just don't want to. And I don't fucking understand. And it's frustrating and it's driving me crazy. I, what the fuck is uh, what is it about you and dude it's not even you know what and the whole thing is it's not even that he can't shoot it's that he won't shoot fucking Russell Westbrook can't shoot that don't stop him that you know what I mean hell out of that like, ball. yeah he'll shoot it whenever but that's the one thing that keeps defenders from sagging all the way down to the free throw line because they're not scared that you can't shoot or you know they're not worried about you being able to shoot or not able to shoot, they don't have to guard you because they know that you just won't shoot it. You know what I'm saying? Dude, if you got to just put up a couple mid-range jumpers just to keep these niggas honest, do it. Nigga, what the fuck is missing three or four mid-range jumpers so they can guard you and you can go around them and yam on some niggas? I don't understand this whole... I, I don't understand this nigga's mindset. You know what I mean? It's just... Are you scared of being embarrassed out there? Is that what it is? Because if that's what it is, then all right, maybe I can, you know, understand that. It's just like a embarrassment factor and it's like, you know, your mental health just is affected by it. But bro, like you have all the talent to do all this shit and you just don't do it. It's like, it's like with, I don't know, Daryl Strawberry or something. It's like he had all the talent. He wasted it because he was on fucking cocaine. Nigga, you just wasting because you just don't want to do the shit. I don't, I don't I don't get it. I don't get it. It's weird to me. It's frustrating. And you're saying his ability he, 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 his ability is too high for him not to live up to it in some sort of manner. Bro, I mean, dude, it's he could he would I feel like he should be the point guard the pure point guard version of Giannis. Giannis can't shoot. That don't stop Giannis. Oh, no. You know what I mean? He, yeah. He, he barely shoots. I, he, <laughs> you know what I mean? But he will. You know what I mean? If you give him all the if you give him the space to shoot it, he'll shoot it because now you're just disrespecting me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't it's weird that Ben Simmons doesn't find it disrespectful that nobody is even thinking he's gonna shoot it. That would be weird to me. But the whole thing is and then on top of that, you wanna be a point guard. You want to play on the wing. You want to do all of this shit a guard does. Guards shoot the ball, my nigga. You know what I mean? Guards penetrate. Oh, you can only penetrate if all the niggas aren't playing in the paint waiting for you to penetrate. You just fucking shoot it every now and then. It's frustrating. It's not that hard to figure out. And the thing they figured out is that he... Yeah, and the thing they figured out is that this nigga won't shoot the fucking ball. Oh, just shoot the goddamn ball every now and then. You know what I'm saying? And it's 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 frustrating because 
the nigga has talent out of his goddamn world. This nigga should be a fucking unicorn just like KD and Giannis. Uh, you know, one of these tall, lean, lanky players that are just as quick as guards, but as big as Ford. Nobody should be able to guard you. Physically, technically, nobody should be able to guard you. And I don't understand why the fuck that is so easy to hold this nigga to 10 points. So It shouldn't be that easy. So we're saying Hawks and five? Hawks got this? Fuck it. Yeah. Let's go. Let's, Let's go, Hawks, baby. If, if, Giannis misses, if Giannis misses even one game in that series, that shit is over. The Hawks got this. <laughs> put it down. Oh, that barbecue about to be on deck. <laughs> yeah. So the Hawks have a chance, is what you're saying. Yes, sir. Absolutely. All they got to do is they just, have a chance even with Embiid. They, they... <laughs> and who is Embiid? I mean, and who is Simmons going to guard in this series? You know what I mean? Like, it's one thing for Simmons to guard Bradley Bill, like 6'4, you know, likes to slash and, you know what I'm saying, puts up mid range jumpers, but. You go, you really gonna put this nigga on fucking Trey Young? You can't do that. You gonna put this nigga on John Collins or Clint Capella? Like, no. Like, there's no matchup for him defensively, and that's that's really what he does now. He's a de- defensive stopper. Who is he gonna stop him? Like, nobody. Like the Hawks too. You can put him on whoever the Hawks have at the two. That doesn't matter. That nigga's not gonna score no goddamn points anyway. So this nigga's just a waste on both sides of the floor. I can't wait. These niggas gonna sweep the shit up. Matter of fact, yeah, fuck it. Hawks gonna win in five. Hawks gonna win in five. Ben Simmons gonna have to. Uh, no, he he can. Uh, what about uh, uh what's it? Uh, Gallinari. <laughs> Put him on him. I mean, that's a waste of his efforts. Ooh, Put him. out the game on both sides of the ball. <laughs> Donovan's gonna give him buckets. <laughs> Yo, unless this nigga decides he wants to be. A fucking elite player that he can be. These niggas ain't gonna win shit. Even if they get past the Hawks, they're gonna lose whoever comes out that Milwaukee, uh, Brooklyn series. Let's ask this. Do you think the Sixers are gonna have to make a change in player personnel if these situations happen? Like, if they lose to the Hawks and five, even if they lose to the next team, whoever that, that would be, do you think the Hawks are at a point where they have to make a the Hawks or the Sixers? The Sixers, I'm sorry. The Sixers oh, have okay. to make a change in player personnel. Yep, uh, they're going to have to get rid of Simmons. Yeah, yeah and why? Like, I mean, why else you think you uh, shit? Why you think they brought in Dale Moore? I mean, dog, like the whole thing is like, look at what the Sixers have. They have two elite defenders in Embiid and Simmons. They have three-point shooting in Curry. They have another score in Tobias Harris now. The only thing missing is effective offensive point guard play. Hmm. Wonder who that falls on. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, if they lose, it's going to be on Simmons. He's going he's gonna to be the reason they win or lose anything for as long as he's there because this nigga's supposed to be a game-changer it's not that, dog. He's just not. Don't let you be the coach, AJ. You might look over in the stands and be like, Iverson, suit up. <laughs> I mean, look. Suit up, Iverson. Iverson can still dribble a, if Iverson can still dribble a ball at this point, he, he's already my point guard. I don't give a shit. So put Al Iverson. Me more bucks than Ben Simmons does. 
Put Allen Iverson on the Sixers team today. Prime Iverson? Yes. Dog, they're sweeping everything. They going, Yo, this they going all the way. The, the, yeah, this nigga took the old one Sixers to the finals with Aaron McKee. <laughs> like, you get this nigga Joel Embiid and Tobias Harris. Dog, everybody's getting swept. I don't give a shit who it is. Who's going to stop them niggas? Any more thoughts before we wrap this up? You know what I'm saying? I want to keep this podcast flowing and shit like that. With keeping the time down, we're trying to get as much pump as much content on as we can in a short amount of time to keep the attention span up for these young fucks. I don't think so. I think uh... y'all watching. Y'all watching Dame Dollar tonight? Y'all staying up for Dame Dollar? Well, no, not staying up. Was coming on in two hours, but Dame Dollar? Oh. Hell yeah, that nigga is something else, bro. <laughs> Dog, that, uh, what was that, game five? That shit was unreal. I was just like, this nigga. Yeah, I didn't see it. It ain't. Dog, it was fucking unbelievable. Like, nobody could hit shit except him. That nigga hit 12 threes. But how, they lose, like, they I, lost. Too. They lost the game. But they how did it make you but, feel, though, AJ, watching it? Like, damn, you, did you feel sorry for Dame? Like, damn, this nigga putting everything out there on the court and he still loses. Yeah, because it was just like nobody, I mean, he hit the shot to go to overtime. He hit the shot to go to double overtime. Nobody was giving this nigga help. And I was just like, God damn, this is going to be your whole career, bro. This is gonna, you're never going to get to the finals. You want to stay in Portland, you're never going to get there. Nobody's going to come there to help you. Uh, McCollum, I mean, he's good, but he's not good enough to get you over in the West. To the, You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I'm so sorry for that nigga. But it, fuck it, it's fun to watch right now. Isn't it true? And and it and is it because free agents aren't going to come to Portland because they're uh, they don't have a cap space? Like if Bradley well, I mean, Bill, they're just come, not coming up. They're just not coming to Portland. But you got Dame. <laughs> right. But you got Dame Lillard. Like you would want to play with that guy. Like if I'm a Bradley Bill or I don't know Joel Embiid or somebody like this dude is nice. Kawhi Leonard. Like this dude is nice. Like. I, I mean, yeah, but nobody's coming to D.C. to play with Bradley Bill. <laughs> like, nobody, there are certain places in the NBA, for whatever reason, players aren't going to sign. Atlanta, D.C., Portland, then all them places in the Midwest. Like, nobody's going to just willingly sign there. Charlotte. There's, yeah, Charlotte. You know what I mean? So, nah, he's just going to have to stay. And they're too good to build through the draft, so he's. He's just kind of stuck in the purgatory. I it's mean, Kawhi form, different. I enjoy watching it. What's what's the exception with Kawhi that he chose the Clippers? He that's L.A., right? <laughs> yeah, that's that. And he couldn't go to the Lakers because he didn't want to play second field to LeBron. He just wanted to go home and play in L.A. That's the thing. L.A. is a destination place, bro. Yeah, but the Clippers? Even as of as of late, the Clippers have been, too. <laughs> I mean, yep. Yep. yeah, so... This is the Chris Paul day, really. Yeah, so it, it's been a place that people want to go. It, and, they changed, they and they changed the, well, um, what's my man from Microsoft? Um, Steve Ballmer. Steve Ballmer. With that ownership change, you know, people are open to the Clippers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and like they're not the second team no more. Like Ballmer's building the new arena out in Englewood. They're going to have their own space. They're not so they're not going to be in the Lakers' shadow no more. Well, and of course, the LA. 
Well, according to L.A. people, well, people in L.A., they're still the second team. They'll always be the second team. Yeah, but you know what I mean. Like, they're not not the little brother anymore. Yeah. Like, it's – yeah, so, you know, but, again, L.A. itself is a destination city. um, Right. You know what I mean? And – which is weird because, like, then the argument is, okay, so is Atlanta, but nobody wants to sign there. You know what I mean? So – then you got to get into like more things like with ownership and the team itself and all of that. So, I mean, the Clippers have built the atmosphere that players want to go to. Other places just haven't done that, even in quote unquote destination cities. Would you call Dallas a destination city? In the nah. NBA? Well, I feel like they're, they're, they will be in contention. I feel like they're a destination city. But they just haven't gotten that free agent yet. Like, Cuban's been trying, but they just haven't got it yet. Yeah, because I think Mark Cuban definitely built – you said something about the Clippers have built a place where players can come to. You know, they've welcomed players, not just besides being a destination city, right? Yeah. So I think Mark Cuban did that a while ago. He, so he's maintained it. He's done that. Yeah, but I mean, remember how bad them niggas were when he got the team, and he literally had to change everything. You know what I mean? He had to build a state-of-the-art locker room. He had to do all of this shit just for people to respect Dallas as, like, a franchise that they could would consider playing for. Yeah. But, you know, even then, they still haven't gotten a free agent yet. Yeah, they, yeah, they, they almost had it. DeAndre Jordan. Yeah, and DeAndre Jordan changed his mind at the last minute like a real nigga. Pretty much. All right, we're gonna watch Dame Dollar tonight. We're gonna eat uh rotisserie yeah. chickens and uh might watch Belly. Uh, we ain't got man. no space for this J. We ain't uh, got no space for this J. Cole talk. Oh yes, 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 yes. Let's, let's go, let's go. Uh, Jermaine, Jermaine Cole puts out an album, goes to Africa. He does. He he beat Nas to the punch. How does Jermaine Cole beat Nas? He let Nas down and he jumps Nas. Nas wanted to go to Africa, but he didn't say what what part of Africa he wanted to go to. But Jermaine Cole did. He was specific. Nas goes to the barbershop, gets shot at. It took it took that nigga to get shot at the barbershop to go to Africa. <laughs> Never said where either. Yeah, yo, that would have been the funny thing too, AJ. If like he like just showed up at the airport and was like, yo. I, I want to buy a plane ticket to Africa and then the fucking. <laughs> I feel like that's exactly what Nas does. I want to go to Africa. Okay, sir. Here are your options. What? What do you mean? What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm telling you. I promise you. I don't. I don't know how certain I am that this nigga doesn't. I feel like this nigga thinks it's the country. I feel like he does. I feel like if we rolled up on Nas, like, yo, name five countries in Africa. He would just be like, Africa? What you mean? And that would be that. And I'd just be like, okay, Nas. I, you know what? I get it. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> yes. Can I please have three plane tickets to Africa, please? <laughs> and they're going to put you on, you know, this nigga said this in the 90s. Like I said, they're going to put him on a flight to South Africa. He's going to realize that black people ain't welcome there. And it's going to be a fucking, he's going to come right back to Queensbridge. (laughs) 
Yes. Um. So give me your your, your so, uh, Steve. Have you listened to the? Have you listened to Jermaine yet? Have you listened to the album? You know what? That's a good question. I actually haven't listened to that album. I don't know why. Well, it's great. Uh-huh. You should listen to it. And it had had me and AJ thinking about uh Germ- uh Jermaine versus Wale. Had me go on that uh-huh. tangent of you See, know that. That's what I was waiting for you to talk like well, bring up. Yeah, yeah. I, I, Jermaine, now, Jermaine and Wale. Let me ask this about Wale though. Like, has he put out an album lately? Yeah, twenty eighteen. Twenty eighteen. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Wow, that's let crazy. Me say this. That's a lot of time in this in this in this age. Kendrick hasn't come out since 2017, and nobody's saying that about him. So, yeah, yeah. Drake hasn't come out since 2018 either. But Drake is on so many features. Drake's voice is still out here. <laughs> now, Kendrick, yeah, that's a different story. But Drake's voice is still out here. Yeah, we talking albums right here. Talking, you know, albums and artists. You know what I'm saying? I understand what you're saying, but what we're saying, like, I guess really the context is just more so J. Cole and Wale, not necessarily about, you know, the recency bias that we may or may not have, because I think that I don't think it exists here because I think Sleep has always had this opinion about J. Cole versus Wale, and I've always had my opinion about it. Um, So, you know, I... uh, I'm I'm sorry, sound. Go go right ahead. No, I, I just I just just saying like yeah. I just always felt like uh, you said that Wale is a better rapper, but J Cole is a better uh, artist. Is that is that what it was? Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, hold on. Let me let me let me refine that a little bit. J Cole is a better technical rapper than Wale. Okay. Like J Cole understands you know, like delivery and all of that stuff. When J. Cole raps, you can understand what he's saying. Wale still does this thing where he closes his mouth and mumbles a lot and, you know, kind of stumbles over his words sometimes. So that's what I mean by a better rapper, better artist. I I still would lean more towards Wale. You think he makes better music? Yeah, I do. Because, like... For one, like I think, honestly, their career paths were similar because they were making similar music, and I think Wale has kind of evolved a little bit, and J. Cole hasn't, and I think that's one thing Wale always resented is that, why don't I get treated like J. Cole? But, I mean, J. Cole's music is still, like, J. Cole makes good music for the most part, but it still can get boring or preachy at times, you know what I'm saying, over all his albums. Like, it's still kind of gets like okay yeah we get it yeah we shouldn't sell crack yeah you know like uh whatever whatever you know what i mean and like wale has found different ways to kind of express his creativity you know and i think the music is if i had to choose the music strictly i would go wale okay i see what you i see where you're going here uh you know j cole's a little bit more social conscious when it comes to yeah, but not really. That's the thing. It's like it's social conscious, but it's still fucking 
skin deep. It's not, it's nothing that's actually that I would consider deep. There's no real depth to his music. It's still like, yeah, surface level, we should do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But women are still bitches. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it ain't all the way <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah, I think, I think that's what I was trying to say. Like, you feel like J. Cole is, yeah. is shaming you. You know, like, like if you, you you're drinking yeah. if you're drinking a, a drinking a beer and he's like, damn, my nigga, how many beers you gonna have today? You could have read about six books yeah. in that time to say, you know, like <laughs> instead of spending yeah. money on that, instead nah. of spending money on that bottle, my nigga, you could have went and got a diploma. It only costs two hundred and thirty dollars to get a degree from this uh, college. <laughs> you spending that money on phone yeah. posits and North faces. <laughs> That type yeah, of and that type of shit. Like it ain't full Lupe Fiasco <laughs> testimony, but it's it's kind of on a, a certain level. And then J Cole is also like this type of dude that's just he he'll always say something, you know, what I mean that might be considered like a battle rapper or something combative at other rappers, and then he'll always follow. Well, I'm just kidding. I'm not talking to anybody in particular. Like that false prophet shit. You know, what I mean, clearly that verse was about Kanye. You know what I mean? But he was always like, well, you know, it's about it's about people with that mindset or whatever bullshit he said. It's just like, bro, the whole thing, I like my rappers to say what the fuck they gonna say, you know what I'm saying? And if somebody's upset about it, be ready to battle that shit out. You know what I'm saying? Like, fuck, and then it ain't even subliminal because it's like so obvious who you're talking about, but then you downplay it. Like, nah, fuck that, nigga. Like, you can't be cool with everybody as a rapper. And that's the thing with J. Cole. It's like, this thing is cool with everybody. And it's just like, I don't like my rappers to be cool with everybody. Like, that just, that ain't the essence of rap, dog. Like, it's a competition. It's just, yeah, you know, like, we can all occupy this one area. Like, no, the fuck you can't. There can only be one goddamn king. You know what I'm saying? Like, fuck it. It's going to be you, Drake, or Kendrick. Stake your claim, nigga. Kendra came out and said, like, I'm the fucking king. I'm the king of New York, matter of fact. You know what I'm saying? Like, bitch, sit down. Be humble. You know what I mean? Drake's little sensitive ass gets upset when other people say that shit. So at least he has some sort of pushback to it. You know what I'm saying? You just want to, you know what I'm saying, just keep it cool and all of that stuff. And it's like, no, nigga, this ain't no, yo, he's a fucking, if rappers were fucking, politicians. You know how politicians don't really give their stance on shit? They just try to appease their base? That's J. Cole. Like, he's just trying to appease a certain fan base. Then then the bullshit with the, oh yeah, you know, I don't really want to have no features and all of this bullshit. Like, he didn't even list the features on this album, even though he had them. And just like, yo, nigga, what type of nigga is you, bro? To think that you are that big to where you, like, you're beyond features. Features are beneath you. It's like, no, nigga, like, if we keeping it real, this nigga probably wasn't doing features because he was scared a nigga might get on the track and fucking murder him. You know what I mean? Like, Kendrick, your homeboy, right? Why you don't got this nigga rapping on the track with you? Because he would murder you. AJ says all this hey, to say, Jermaine, that he did love the album, by the way. He loved the album. Yeah, I, I like the album. Like, it was, look, you know, them last... The two previous albums I I had my criticisms of, like KOD was just ugh, preachy. It's just like, nah, I don't want to be talked to. You know what I'm saying? Like this nigga, no, nah, the nigga wasn't even talking to us. He was talking at us on that album. 
You know what I mean? It's like, it made you feel yeah, bad of saving that you bookmark I mean? on that Instagram page. <laughs> Fell in love it, with a photograph. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, it, it certainly didn't make me feel bad, but like your attempt to shame me. I, I see it. I peep it. I don't respect it. It's like, nigga, fuck you. I'm going to do whatever I want to. I don't give a fuck. I got all these Dominique Chen pictures saved. I don't care. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then that's for your eyes only shit. Like, that should have been for his eyes only because that shit was weak as fuck. Like, making songs about folding clothes and shit. I'm drinking almond milk. What the fuck, nigga? Okay, bro. Okay, so when J. Cole is on a feature, when J. Cole is on a feature, let me give you an example song. Fitted Cap. Off the MMG Volume One, yeah, J. Cole, I know what you mean. Wale, Meek Mill. I wish you gave me a better example. Why not? <laughs> Why not? Who had you a think he verse? murdered everybody on that? Who? Everybody else? Who? Wait, wait. Who? Who, would, who do you think had the best verse on on that on that song? Fitty Cap. If I remember the song correctly, it's definitely Wale. I'm mm. t- bro. You could have gave me so many other examples what, of J. Cole killing niggas. Oh yeah, no, I'm just. You could have gave me a that one in particular. Nah, I don't think he did. I'm gonna have to disagree. Hmm. Hmm. It was neck and neck for me, but I thought J Cole. I thought J Cole kind of held his own on that shit. Now, now Wally's verse was was amazing. Him shouting out the shoes and all that shit. You know, what I'm saying it's ironic how I dropped some doze and I got these Homer Simpsons, but. And J. Cole got, got had little bars on there too, man. You know what I'm saying? I put my ashes on you. I put my ashes on you niggas and I don't need no lotion. I mean, that, that was a hard bar right there. I mean, it is, but see, that's the thing. Like, he wants to do that on everybody else's shit. Like, he killed Wale on the Beautiful Bliss. He killed Jay Z on the Star is Born. He killed, he didn't kill 21 Savage, but he ripped that fucking a lot shit. You know what I'm saying? You scared the nigga might do that on your album. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. And, 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 if we're being honest, a nigga did do that on this latest album because 21 Savage ripped the shit out of that song. Like, that my life giant. You know what I mean? It's just like, dog, you don't even want to put his own. You run a whole fucking, whole fucking label. You got your own artist, bro. You don't even want to put Boz on shit. You don't want to say that Ari Lennox is on shit. You don't want to put Cos on shit. You know what I'm saying? You want to make a Dreamville album. So they can go ahead and shine and whatever, and that's cool. But you don't want to put them on your own shit. So clearly, you don't think these niggas are dope enough to fuck with you. You know what I'm saying? I don't like that attitude. <laughs> like, nah. This is the second time we've had a beef with uh, uh, AJ and J Cole. Um, this was also the. Yeah. I don't. It's not even a beef. I'm just saying. Tell me where I'm wrong. Tell me. Did I say something? Did I say something that you disagree with? No, not. Well, I disagree that's, that's with the whole. It, no, yeah, no, I don't. I agree with the whole. Yeah, it does feel like he's rapping at you, you know, trying to make you feel bad about doing certain things in life. Although, like you said, he'll he'll say that, but then still call women bitches. You know what I'm saying? I I agree with you on that. Um, but I was just saying, I'm just pointing out that. You always have a problem with Jermaine on on something. I don't. I mean, <laughs> all right, a, if not we, a beef, but it's like you want to point out something, I, like nigga, you. I, I hear, I hear what you're saying, but I mean, honestly, you know me, like every it doesn't sound like I have a problem with literally everything. So, I mean, Jake. I, well, here's the summary. Here's the summary. You want you want all your rappers to be like Tupac. 
And it will never happen. No, I don't. You say no, you I, don't. Oh. I don't. I don't. I don't. I want them to understand that there's an essence of battling. Because, like I said, even Drake does it. Even Drake will fucking bear his fangs if he has to. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's the most sensitive rapper, honestly, that I've ever seen. But Drake's a demon but on the low. Even, he is a demon on the low. Oh, yeah, and that's the thing. Like, you might got to pull it out of Drake, but it comes out. Drake will rip the fuck out of you. Yes, you know and, and, like, and yo, on the mic that? and off the mic because he he'll he's the type of nigga off that the mic off the mic he'll uh, he'll come in your house and fuck your wife. Oh yeah, yeah, but I mean that's 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 disrespectful as fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, why do you didn't do it? Yeah, all right, yep. buddy. This is yep, also the same nigga that, that said he fucked the girl he used to babysit too. By the way, yeah. Uh, they grow up, though. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I ain't got nothing for that. Like, you right on that. But that, that to my point, I'm just saying, oh, like, you just can't, you can't be no neutral rapper. You can't just be like, oh, everything's cool. We all, I'm just rapping. This is the blah, blah, blah. No, nigga, like, go at niggas next every now and then. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. Because every time he does, it's just. Yeah, go ahead, Steve. I, you know. I got, a, I got, a, I got a, a question. It's kind of a neutral question, but it, it's like seeing the seeing the scale out here. Why does it seem like like J Cole is one of the now? I, I call him one of the older rappers now. You know what I'm saying? You know, Drake, Kendrick, they the older rappers now. You know what I'm saying? So why do you think why why does it seem like? J. Cole after Drake. Drake, you know, Drake Drake is the Drake is the top to me. You know. It, yeah, I don't think we can dispute that. Yeah, yeah. So why does it seem like J. Cole still has more of an influence on that generation below us, which is the ones that kind of matter in the music now? Yeah. More than like Wild Ass. You see what I'm asking? Yeah, well, yeah, like, well, let me answer that question two ways. One, people just don't like Wale, <laughs> honestly, because Wale had a lot of Kanye in him, but he didn't make Kanye music, per se, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, but no, I, I thought about this question, though, myself, because uh, I was talking, it was a couple of weeks ago, I was just like, yo, how is J. Cole so big with, like, the youth, but, like, he's you know what I'm saying? He's kind of like a throwback. Like, he's a rapper's rapper. I'll, you know what I'm saying? Like, that nigga gets on track, he's rapping. You know what I mean? Like, this album, it's, it's not it's not necessarily melodic. You know what I mean? He's not singing hooks and all that shit. He's rapping. You know what I mean? And I don't know. But I, I have no earthly idea how his fan base is that large of people that young. He's big. You know I mean? I'm telling you. Cause that's, like, yeah. Because the festival, the Dreamville Festival, it, you know, it, it, it brought some folks. They were just at the Dreamville Festival, though. They didn't do anything else within the rest of the city. Yeah. And, I mean, that's the thing. It's like somebody like J. Cole to me would just be like, it, it would seem that, man, if this was, I don't know, 2002, 2003, yeah, I could see why he's that big, you know what I mean? But now, and then to see, like, his concerts, 
with teenagers and all that stuff, it's so weird to me that he has that big a fan base being the artist that he is. You know what I mean? Because he's kind of counter to what a lot of rap is now, and he's kind of a throwback to, all right, yeah, I'm going to give you these bars, nigga. You know what I'm saying? So I I don't quite get it. Okay. You, you have anything on that, Sweet, or no? Sorry, I put my microphone on mute to grab me another Jose Cuevo. Uh, what, why, why people just don't really fuck with Wale? And, or why nah, not like why, why J. Cole has such a big fan base of like people that are younger. You know what I mean? For him to you know, not be like the Drake type, not to like sing and not to, uh, you know, just basically be essentially what is a 90s rapper. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. why is his fan base so big? Because with Drake, too, his, his fan base got big and it just keeps multiplying. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? His uh, fan base is just so big, you hear him so much, he just multiplies anyway. Um, I think J. Cole did a lot of songs that related to younger people at the time when he first came out. Uh, cause I, I guess you can put J. Cole and that he was considered the backpack rapper along with, with the Wale's and the Big Sean's and the Kendrick's and then Kendrick and Wale, they kind of strayed away from that backpack era and J. Cole and Big Sean, they kind of stayed with it. And I guess the backpack era was they were still relating to the younger kids. Uh, J. Cole was the first one that had the, the Dollar and a Dream concert, where it was a dollar just to get into yeah. his concert. He he was doing all these college tours. He was doing all these where young people were going, and he was making mainstream songs. Him and Big Sean were making these mainstream songs that everybody loved. So... Wale, Wale, and, and it took it took a little it took a while for Kendrick to have his big big breakout song, and Wale never had that mainstream song that everybody loved. But J Cole, Drake, Big Sean, they always had that, and the young kids always loved it. And J Cole and Big Sean, they was always attached to another big sensation. J Cole was with with Jay Z. Big Sean was right next to uh, Kanye. And Wale, he literally was just next to Rick Ross. Because Wale, to me, Wale was bigger before he met Rick Ross. But niggas ain't really start rocking with Wale until he was, you know, with, with Ross and shit. J. Cole, we kind of knew out the gate. Big Sean, we kind of knew out the gate when they was, you know, next to Kanye and Jay. So I think that kind of up, up leveled their, I guess you say their status quo. Um, Drake, Drake being next to Wayne. Uplifted his status quo and them doing them, those college tours. That's why I think. But yeah, Drake was been see Drake then had that. Like I said, Drake, you know, he got so many fans in the early 2010s, and it just kept and it just been multiplying. He just been so consistent. It's just been multiplying. You know what I'm saying? J Cole was the same so, way, and Big Sean. Uh, no, no, was no nobody's the same way as Drake. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, well, no, no, no. I meant, like, y'all were saying, like, why is J. Cole way more popular? Well, I mean, he he was a tier under Drake when it came to, like, the type of music they were making, but he still was making those big hits that people fuck with. He, well, let me bounce off something else you said. You said, um, I, 
five. What was it? Big Sean. Top five. Top five of all time. Huh? Is that what we saying? We, we put we, no, no, yo no, AJ no, AJ no. we putting Sean in the booth now. We gonna put Sean in the booth. Put Sean on the booth with J Cole AJ. Who you got? You picking Sean, ain't you? I've never heard of my fucking life. <laughs> no, you oh, picking Sean, ain't you, AJ? <laughs> Over J Cole? Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> no. You've heard everything I had to say about that man. I don't, I don't get down with go. that man style at but, all. But, but here we go. Like with Wale, you know, you, you mentioned all the like the, the the connections, like the link ups, like you know, with J Cole being with Jay, having that link up with Jay Z. You know what I'm saying? Or that connection to Jay Z. Um, Big Sean having a connection to Kanye. Um, Wale having a connection to to Ross, right? Uh-huh. But the thing is. Why do you think Wale hasn't had had that had that got as much of the boost? Honestly, I think who got a lot of the boost off of that connection with Ross actually Meek. Oh yeah, no doubt. Meek Mill, yeah. So well, that's because Meek Mill's loud. Why? Why? How did? How did that work out? I don't. I, I don't. I don't necessarily know Wale was bigger without Ross. I just said he was rising, but. I yeah, I heard Sleep's point. He wasn't sleep. Like <laughs> I can tell you that for a fact. That first album, I couldn't find that shit. And I listened. Yeah, I remember stuff. not finding, not being able to find yeah. it. I was, like, I was looking for it myself because everybody was like, "Yo, yeah. LA, why?" I ain't heard him. I could not. I I went to the store and could not find that album. I think that yeah. was starting to be the end of CDs right then, right around that point too. So. Uh, yeah, yeah, nah. Um, but now nah, I could tell you why Meek 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 Mill was bigger than Wale because like when Wale went with MMG, like the Wale Pures, that's not what they want from Wale. Like nobody wants to hear that Wale opulent shit. You know what I mean? That's what they thought it was gonna be. They thought it was gonna be, oh, Wale is gonna talk about the same shit Ross is talking about. Like Meek Mill, you know what I mean? That that actually helped his image, you know what I'm saying? Like, lost him up a little bit because he was just a little dusty-ass nigga. Um, and I believe, if I'm not mistaken, he was signed to Grand Hustle first. Yeah. Uh, it just didn't work out. But, nah, I think, you know what I'm saying, Meek Mill fit a little better than Wale did. Like, a, a lot of Wale's core fan base that he made through the mixtapes were just kind of like, oh, okay, this is, this seems to be selling out a bit. You know what I mean? Even though I don't think it was necessarily that, but I think that's how a lot of people took it because when he signed the MMG, I was just, myself was kind of like, uh, I don't know how it's going to sound. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, like, they did give him his own lane, but I think he alienated a lot of people when he did that. Meek Mill also... Because uh, it didn't do bad, he just didn't... Yeah, like, uh, Ambition, I think, was his best-selling, it's his best-selling album today. You know what I mean? So, I mean, it did well, but, you know, they put that shine on him and, you know, gave him, you know, a, a actual radio hit. You know what I mean? They actually figured it out because what I think Interscope was doing while they just didn't even make sense at all. Like, that first album, I like it. I think it's great. I think it's damn near a classic, but they, they did not. One, he didn't get to pick any of the singles. Then the first single was that shit with Lady Gaga. It was just like, I don't know who you're trying to market this dude to, but it's not his core fan base. So, like, Interscope dropped the ball on that. 
I also think Meek Mill uh, had a lot more hype around him as well because uh, he started off as a battle rapper. And around that time, battle rap was starting to bubble up a little bit more right after the 106 and Park day. So you had these other avenue, you had these other battle rap, like uh King of the, I think it was King of the ring or some shit like that. Uh, yeah, like these other URL. URL and all that type of stuff was starting to bubble up. And Meek Mill was kind of in that era in that, uh, in that atmosphere. And then also yeah. there was also the running joke that battle rappers can't make great. They, like a battle rapper can't transition to music like they can't, they can't make, make a, songs they can't they make, make songs they can't make albums and shit like that and meek mill albums, yeah. meek mill kind of was one of the few outside of cassidy to disprove that to to disapprove of that like yo i come straight from the battle rap straight from philly i can get out here and i can make some joints that ring off in the club and that's what meek mill did i don't even think he yeah. needed ross <laughs> to make he didn't need Ross to make those those bangers that he made, but it it enhanced it. He still would have came out yeah, with. It I'm definitely helped him. Yeah, it definitely helped him. But I, I mean, you also got to think like I know Mika has four albums, and I believe they're all platinum. Uh, but if I'm remembering correctly, I think his two biggest selling albums, or the two albums that actually went number one, like one of them was during either during or before or right after, like he was linked with Nikki. That counts for something. Yeah. Then the other one was when we were all riding for him to get him out of jail. That was the first album that came out after, you know, all of that stuff that came out. So he kind of got notoriety from those ways as well. So, you know, I, I'm not, I think me kind of benefited from all of those things that you said. And then some of those things you have to consider like being linked with Nikki uh, having a high-profile beef, quote-unquote, with Drake, and then the whole thing with jail. You know what I mean? That just kind of made people who weren't familiar with just Meek Mill the rapper. That made them more familiar with, like, oh, Meek Mill the person. And I think that's kind of what drove a lot of his sales, like, more recently. Yeah, Wale just too sensitive. He has his little moments where he rants, you know, the complex rant. That was funny. But other than that, but yeah, I'm mean, argue okay. about Wale being too sensitive when the most dang sensitive rapper that we just mentioned, he was the most sensitive guy. This great guy, he came out. Well, I, I, if I'm understanding this, I think it's more so sensitive. And I said it like kind of in another way, but the whole thing was Wale had this immensely sensitive persona, you know what I mean? To where if you didn't like his music, then there's something wrong with you. He's got to go on these rants. Like, why don't you, you know what I'm saying, do all of this and blah, 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 whatever. I mean, he's going on rants like on social media time. Yeah, with the social media rise. Yeah, but, you know, a lot of it, that's what, that's what I said. It's just, honestly, he was kind of out here acting like Kanye used to act, but Kanye, by that point, was a fucking superstar. So, he honestly could he had the agency to act like that while they didn't have the agency to act like that when you're a gold rapper you know what i mean like you're not you're not a superstar you're not you're not kanye you they're never going to treat you like j cole so i think while they just had to battle with that and then he kind of got to a point where he you know was kind of okay with you know where he was and all of that but i think a lot of people have made up their minds by then 
yeah, that's 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 hard to get over. Yeah. Like the running thing, like I've heard multiple women say this to me and they don't even know each other, so it's weird that they all share this thought. But they're just like, Wale just seems like the dude that writes rhymes in the bubble bath and gets mad when you don't like him. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, there's there's some truth to that. And that's the thing, like when that and that's the thing when women think you like that, then you know what I mean, that's that's kind of an indictment on your career because I think I forgot who said. I think Biggie said he's just like, you know, I make songs like, and the women buy them. You know what I mean? And the men do what the women do. So if the women ain't rocking with you, then you kind of lost a significant part of your fan base right there. They're the main consumers. So women are the main consumers. Like, for example, my boy got the clothing company. I know we were talking about one of my one of my boys. He, he's kind of like eating, you know. One of his shirts he released was a little bit too much for him. He's a simple kind of guy. I'm like, that ain't your market because he's our age. Our age ain't the market for for the the clothes he's making. You know, it's for the it's the the market is college and up generation. You know what I'm saying? So I guess my point is with Wale that when he got nicked by the ladies like that. And they they're the main consumers. He 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 nixed his market. He nixed the main market that he can reach and then yeah he could. Yeah, and I mean it it was yeah yeah absolutely it was a lot of self sabotage because all of his singles are made for women. You know what I mean? And you know they're not if they're not going to be as receptive as they typically would be for songs made for women, then yeah, you you kind of pigeonhole yourself. I mean, we keeping it real, you know, as much as a Wale fan I am, like, he kind of pigeonholed himself. You know else who makes yeah. great music for uh, women, Steve and AJ? Great philosopher. I can't wait to hear hey, that. Man, great, great philosopher said, man, girl, even when you're gone, I'm here for you. In other words, I'm all ears for you. Ooh, that ball hard, ain't it, Steve? Was that ball hard? Yeah. Even um, when I'm gone, I'm still here for you. In other words, I'm all ears for you. Did, did you did you fuck boy, with that ball? He is talking about is he talking about Detroit finest big gun? Yeah. Why are you like explain yeah. <laughs> the big John thing to me? This is like Rick. Cause that nigga go in. Cause he, that nigga he, goes in. He's just. <laughs> He's just trolling at this point. Big John goes in. Bro, he Yo, is. I got another question. Mm. How did Big John get his influence so big? I never got it. I, I, Kanye. I never got the the kick of Big Because like. he sounded, because he, he's like a mini Kanye. Because he sounded, because he raps like Kanye. And he stood next to Kanye. He doesn't, though. Like, I could see, all right, the Kanye cosign helped, but I, I don't get it. I think, like, maybe that, you know, he writes songs that kind of melodic during a hook or something like that, but him as a rapper or artist, it's just like I don't get it, dude. Like, he he is, a lot, a lot of the, the 
a little bit of the younger the younger generation too. So he does. Like I went to a Big Sean concert, there's a bunch of little white people like running around. <laughs> a little white people. Yeah, but nah, it with him, it's it's uh I uh some of it has to be the appeal, like he's not terrible to look at. Um like the actual rapper seem to respect him. Uh yeah, but other than that, I I don't know because he's on top of being corny, he's not a he's honestly like what would have happened if Silk the Shocker and Mace were wrapped into one. That's what he is. He's an amalgamation of Silk the Shocker and Mace. Like these long ass run on sentences where he just doesn't give a fuck about the beat and just monotone as fuck and just yeah, and then you know throwing some of that Kanye corniness. There you go. That's Big Sean. Yeah, but, Jesus but Christ, AJ, I don't get it. AJ, he was Holy Key, man. Say, you say he, he kind of went in on Holy Key though. I mean, you let an artist make enough songs, eventually they're gonna make some that I like. <laughs> it doesn't mean he's a good rapper. I don't know. I never Steve. got. I've never gotten to go lower, uh, big time. I I don't get it, but you know, again, I'm I'll be honest when I hear something that I like from because what was that last album called? Detroit Two or some shit? Yes, wasn't the worst. Wasn't the worst. <laughs> wasn't a classic. No, it wasn't. But it wasn't the worst, and that's that's pretty much the highest compliment I can give Big Sean. You know what I mean? He makes music that isn't necessarily the worst. It's just kind of a bunch of nothing to me. Do you think the I, and if I pronounce the name wrong, I know it, but I, Janae I Iko. Janae Iko. You think that did the same thing as Nikki? Uh, I don't sleep. You probably better. This, but I feel like he before he aligned himself with her, he was already kind of big. I think right, he was. Yeah, uh, and I mean, listen, could there be two more boring fucking artists making music together than those two? Jesus Christ! <laughs> like Big Sean and then Janae, who makes nothing but sleepy time tea music. Like all that shit makes me want to do is take a nap. Yeah, that's like, good. Like that shit don't jam. Sleep that shit is good don't for the body. Knock. No, it's not. Sleep is it's good for the body. Not. Yeah, yeah, I could do sleep on my own. Like that's cool, boy. Just it's just airy. There's no knock to it. There's no bass. It's just her fluttering about like a goddamn butterfly. Like, I, no, no, I'm not here for Janaiko either. Being I, honest. I do want to say something off that about the sleepy music. Yo, bro, like, because I, you know, I got a younger cousin. He just graduated high school, or whatever. But, you know, when I was in Atlanta, what was that? I think that was, that was 2019. That's what he was listening to. Like, that's what that group seems to listen to. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, look, she's she's big too. Um, nah, and you know what? 
I think this though, sweet or Steve, excuse me. Um, I think Janae Aiko is something that we're talking about in regards to like our own sensibilities. Because yeah. I feel like that shit just ain't for me, dog. Like I'm, I'm just not equipped to just jam to that shit. Like, yeah, yeah. why? You know what I'm saying? Is it the same way that you felt about Mr. Daniel Caesar? I still hate that nigga. Who the hell is Daniel Caesar? <laughs> All right, well, you can sit this one out. But Daniel Caesar is a nigga that, he's an R&B nigga that, first of all, he's a fucking chump. Um, he's a gump. Ain't he Canadian, too? Or am I getting him? Oh, Lord. Sound like somebody else. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, that dude is the worst, dog. Like, I, you know what? And then, I, even with him, there are two songs I like. Like, there's a song he did with her, then there's a song he did with Justin Bieber. But that dude's, I, Whoa. there are very few artists where I'm going to say, like, I just, I just don't like anything you do or anything you stand for. And he's one of them. Like, that dude is a fucking gump. Fuck that dude. Fuck that dude. And we'll get out of here on that. 